For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Many people think this is too good to be true. You're making tens of thousands of dollars yeah. just pressing a couple buttons. And this isn't to, to sell trading or say that it's super easy, it's not. But we can definitely guarantee this. The guarantee with trading is that you'll lose money. I can't guarantee that you'll make anything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I can guarantee that you're gonna lose. You're gonna have to pay that market tuition. I'm not gonna guarantee you, you will make money, but I will guarantee you, you will lose money. And I'm so proud, give me some love. Give me some love, Kevin. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let's jump into the video. Kelly, so I'm gonna come straight with it. Okay. 21 years old, 21 as of March of this year. March 1st, yeah. Um, and I've been following you now for about six, seven months, right? And the reason why I've been following you so long uh, is because I had to make sure you was, you know, legit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just think, I think, I think a lot of people. I'm learning to be careful about who I have on my platform. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I kept my eye on you for a while, followed you. I was like, okay, she's okay, okay, nothing crazy out there. And, of course, people have things to say about everybody, right? Of course. But I like to follow and just learn for myself. And one of the things that I learned was back in two years ago. I mean, you literally just became legal this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So welcome to the legal ages. And uh, But 19, you were grinding. 19, you made $3.5 million mm -hmm. when you were 19. Yeah break that down because it's like that just seems too good to be true like yeah you made three million dollars at age of 19 how did you make it i i, I we gotta we gotta break this down how we did can you break it down five? so um what's funny is okay so 19 3.5 okay but 18 negative 23 dollars negative 23 dollars yeah 18. okay so um basically i tried every single side hustle in the books like everything you could think of right. went viral for reselling Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't think in the future, oh, this is going to like be something viral. I was just, my aunt gave me $50 and I was like, how can I flip this $50? Because you have an opportunity to have money. Let me make it into something more. Cause this isn't, you know, fully my money, yeah. which in a way is kind of like credit. I'm not the biggest fan of credit, which I know you're not either. I hate it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but, yeah, so I tried job shipping. It worked, then it absolutely did not work. Cool. End of the year of 18. Well, in October of 2020, I was, when I was 18, I had a negative $23 bank account balance. Okay. And I remember I just reached out to God and I was like, allow me to stop chasing the money, allow me to value the education. Because I realized with every single side hustle I tried, none of them worked yeah. because my intention wasn't, oh, let me do this because I love it. It was just, I want to become rich. I want to become successful. I want to make a, a lot of money. Yeah. And so I found that it was counterintuitive. Okay. I was working for the money and the money was working against me. Mm. So um, from there, I started to read a bunch of books. I read a book by Gary Vee called Crushing It. Yep. And so in that book, he talks about how if you do things to help people, the money will always follow. Yep. And so I was like, you know what? Cool. And, and so I just put it in the back of my head um, and I learned about 
trading because one of my friends during quarantine, they're like, this is June, July, summer of 2020, was making a ton of money, like five figures a day from trading. Mm -hmm. And so I started, and I started with $26 because, because remember, my bank account is still negative. Yep. My Robinhood account had $50, and yep. I was like, I can send that 50 to my bank account, pay off the negative balance, but then I only have like, what, $26. So then I was like, I would rather see if I could take that money mm. and flip it within Robinhood. So that's what kind of motivated me to start trading stocks. Okay. Um, and then when that happened, essentially, I um, turned the $26, well, it took my first trade, it was $26. Next day woke up, it was at $400. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, I'm telling you, I was- So I was $26 inside your Robin. I had fifty dollars in my Robinhood. Fifty dollars. Used twenty six on a trade. Okay. And then that trade went Night. to four hundred dollars. Okay. All that right. is not a regular thing. I was about to say that. I don't want people to like watch this. That, and... Technically, you should be watching that money all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I don't like day trading. I don't have that much time. I mean, there's there's different. There's day trading. There's swing trading, and then you can do leaps. You can yep. do scouts. So you can be there for a couple minutes, a couple hours, or, or days, days and weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay. 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 But um, for me, I was just like I I'm a little bit of a risk taker in the sense that I'm like I saw. I don't. You're negative 26. You got $50 <laughs> to your name, and you decide to go trade. Boom. There's no my way I would suggest that on myself. I would be like, what do you mean? You're <laughs> negative 26. You about to go invest $26? What are you doing? But, hey, this, this is your story, and I love to interview people who have amazing stories. Yeah. Um, because what you're doing, what you're building is amazing. I met your younger brother, and, and he just seemed so inspired about your story. And he and I asked him, the very first thing I asked him when I met him was, what's one thing you learned from your sister? And he said, he just started listing a lot of different things. <laughs> so what you're doing is inspiring and, and encouraging, and I just want to share your story. So 19, you took $26, you turned it into 400 overnight. Yeah. So then what was the, what was that big move that took you from $400 that, that 24 hours to 3.5 million. So Biden had just like been named the president elect. Okay. And so it was like two different sides. If Trump was to win, then it was like oil stocks would go up, social media stocks would go up because that's what he he was really active on social media and he was really big in like the traditional ways of getting rich. Right. And then Biden was really big on, you know, changing the world mm. and energy like efficiency and mm -hmm. everything like that. So Whenever Biden got elected, or he was named the president-elect because he wasn't officially elected, um, Tesla was going up. This other electric company called um, NEO was going up. So okay. NEO is actually my first investment I made, like, 2018, mm -hmm. and I totally forgot about it. So that made me money. Now it's not because it's at all-time lows again. Right. Shout out to the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to transform your career in 2023? I want you to consider Bethel School of Technology, the world's only Christian online tech boot camp. With African-Americans representing just 7.9% of the tech workforce in the U.S., it's time to bridge that gap and create more opportunities for everyone in this booming industry. Bethel Tech is committed, and I mean this, they're committed to providing accessible, lucrative, and fulfilling tech careers for all individuals. In their comprehensive nine-month program, you'll master essential skills to kickstart your technology career today. The earning potential is crazy impressive. Indeed reports that software developers in the U.S. earn on average about $103,000 per year. What? Choose from programs like cybersecurity and UI UX design and ignite your tech career with passion and with purpose. Forget about accumulating and racking up debt and invest just nine months to revolutionize the next nine years of your professional life. 
embrace your potential with Bethel Tech and achieve your career aspirations today. Hey, visit anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel or click the link in today's show notes to register and take the first step towards a bright future in technology. Hey, talking about a bright future, let's get back to today's show. So I, I made a TikTok um, and I just made a, a video and I was like, hey, if you want to be successful, if you want to be rich, you probably want to listen to this video. So I turned $26 to 3000 in two weeks. Um, and, you know, something just told me, like, this is this video is going to blow up. Like, I just always felt it in my heart so much so that I, I made a tweet and I was like, I just made my first serious TikTok ever. It's the most out of my comfort zone thing that, I, that I've ever done, you know? Wow. I did that one for validation because I wanted somebody to just be like, oh, congrats, you know. But then two, because there was part of me that was like, I'm going to come back one day and be like, this tweet yeah. was was the day it all changed. Um, so I posted that by the end of December 2020 um, as a little filler because it's just filler information. But I started posting my journey on Instagram after I turned the 26 to 3,000, well, to 1,000 yeah. and then 3,000. I had like 500 followers, but I was on Gary V timing. I was like, I'm going to help people right. because... I just want to help them, not because I want to charge. Right. So now I was spending hours on the phone talking to people, helping them, like, set their trading accounts up and all this stuff like that, um, and just, you know, see education, et cetera, et cetera. And then my friend was like, Kelly, this is too much work for you. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just make a group? And so that's whenever I started Cash Capital, which is my current um, trading group, and it was called Cash Capital Investment Group. Yeah. Because the whole goal is to turn your cash into active capital that you can use for other things. Right. But, um... Yeah, so so then that's when I started it, had like 50 members, and then made the TikTok. A week after making the TikTok, I had 7,000 members. And it was just me and another guy that's still part of, of uh, the company now, he's awesome, but I just asked him, I was like, you know the technical side of trading, I know the fundamental, which is news. Yeah. I was like, I need your help, but at 7,000, you have two people, there's no way you're meeting that demand. And that's when I realized we're going to have to monetize this because I can't be asking people to help for free. And that's when I started to hire my admins, like the support team. And that's when it accidentally became a full-fledged company. Um, and so within the first two months, we made $100,000. So I went from a negative bank account balance in October 2020 to by February 2021. Mm -hmm. I'd made six figures from the business, mm -hmm. you know, and then from trading at that same time, I turned the $26 into 26,000. And then nine months later, I turned $26 into a hundred thousand. Okay. And that was just the stock side. Cause now I do Forex and I was telling you obviously before that on Friday, I just made $71,000 in a day. Right. So it's, it's, and that, I, I don't even think I told you this part, but I literally started that account two months ago with a thousand dollars and I've made over 160,000 within that the two months that I started so it's but it's a lot of technical knowledge not one well, not. I don't think trading is hard you know I say trading is easy after all the hard work but I think that a lot of people in the trading space mm -hmm. like to make it seem difficult because they want to believe that they're working harder than they really are because you're making tens of thousands of dollars yeah just pressing a couple buttons and this isn't to, to sell trading or say that it's super easy. It's not. It's right. definitely not easy. But it's like, it's a lot simpler than people make it seem when they show you a graph and it's like all these lines and it looks like somebody splattered color on a chart and said, that's how you find this, this. And you're just they're like, it doesn't make sense. So 
Yeah, for me, I, yeah. trading is not that difficult. The stock market moves, just any market, stock market, foreign exchange market, they all move on psychological levels. Yeah. So price is literally just levels to levels. And support and resistance can literally make you so much. But anywho, that is how... Um, you made your money. Yeah, so then from there, really, it was um, for the whole month of or year of 19, it was uh, the group. The group was making six figures a month consecutively. Cool. Um, and then trading, my trading at that time had done 100. Well, first in 2021, I'd made $120,000 trading. Okay. And then um, by the time 19 ended, I'd maybe done 20000 which was like from January to March of 2022, um, because during the year 2021, I started to kind of blow up. And so I started getting invited to a lot of places. Um, I took like two, three months off trading, not three, like two, it was October and the end of November and then all of December, not all of December, most of December, but uh, I took it off trading. I took my family on different vacations, you know, and I was just like, this is the freedom that this provides um and and like since then i've, I've done a lot i've uh tithed over six figures mm -hmm. i've um given away over six figures mm -hmm. and you know obviously my goal is to get that seven to eight to nine you know but yeah. um it's successful yeah. and, and i, and I think term, i think yeah. i think at 21 i would say that i am very pleased with what you're with, with what you're doing so you're not new to me, Kelly. You know what's up. <laughs> I think the the only problem, and it's not a knock towards you or to any day traders, the only problem that I have with day traders is, and a good thing about it is I haven't seen you do this, which is why I'm excited about you being on my show. Um, but the problem that I see with day traders is they sell this, oh, I made a million dollars. I made 500000 I made... 200,000, I made all this money, and I'm like, man, you should put your money all into day trading. And I think for me, here's my thought when it comes to any of that, day trading, crypto, Bitcoin, all that stuff, mm -hmm. is use money that you would use to go buy an iPhone with. Use yeah. money that you would use to go out on a date with. Like disposable income. Disposable yeah. income that, you know, instead of you buying a watch, You'll put it into that. But to 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 tell people, this is how you should build your life around when it comes to investing. Don't worry about 401ks. Don't worry about mutual funds. Don't worry about IRAs. Don't worry about HSA accounts. Like, to skip over the basics, not the guaranteed money, because that stuff can lose money, right? Of course. But it's like, at least it's proven that you may lose money here, but you're going to make some money. Yeah. So cover your foundation, right? Invest correctly. And then instead of for spending $500 on shoes, if you want to come over here and rock out with Kelly and learn how to day trade, put $500 into that and play around with that, cool. I did that with crypto. So I, I have all of my money invested into the basic stuff. Mm -hmm. They call me old school. They call me, I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like taking chances. I don't like taking chances with money that I need for it to grow, yeah. right? But when it comes to like, hey, like, I did it with crypto. I was going to go buy a nice little extra chain. You know, all my people got chains and, and custom bracelets. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? Then I was like, you know what? Bump that. My little brother got into crypto. He's like, bro, you should try this. I said, all right, man. You know, I was going to buy a chain here. They hit $1,000. Let's see what works. It went up. It went down. It went up. Then it just completely flopped. Mm 
<laughs> then I never put anything else back inside of it. I was like, I'm not doing it. From your opinion, mm-hmm. from your opinion, you know my opinion, someone watching the show right now and they're saying, you know what, I have $1,000. I'm going to invest into a 401k or I'm going to do day trading. I don't have no 401k. I don't have no day trading. I don't have any investments, period. At 21 years old, I'm old enough to be your, I ain't, I ain't old to be your daddy, but I'm old enough to be your big, big, big brother. Um, what What would you recommend to that person with $1,000? Um, Honestly, uh-huh. I would tell them, I'm an education person, so I'd be like, educate yourself on which one makes more sense. It's like I always say, the guarantee with trading is that you'll lose money. I can't guarantee that you'll make anything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I can guarantee that you're going to lose. You're going to have to pay that market tuition. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you are the first day trader who has ever said that. I'm not going to guarantee you you will make money, but I will guarantee you you will lose money. And I'm so proud. Of, give me some love. Give me some love, Kev. Well, I'm so proud of you for saying it because here's the truth. 90% of people who invest into single stocks yeah. lose money. I, I told you about Neo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it is a guarantee that you're going to lose money. Here's the truth. It is a guarantee that you're going to lose some money on 401ks and your stock market. But here's the problem. On this side of the world, if you pull it out when you lose money, that's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. If you leave it in, you will gain. You will gain. I mean, it, it is it is a proven study that if you leave your money in over a longer period of time, you will make more money than you put in. Yeah. But I like it, though. So you say educate yourself on what makes sense. I, yeah. t- come, Kelly, I got to give you I got I got to give you a cool part. I, 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 was, I, was, I was a little nervous with that question. <laughs> I got to give you a cool part. You say educate because I'm a guarantee on this side. You're going to pay the market. You're going to lose some money. So your little brother's in here. He says, sis, I just got a job. Company's doing a guaranteed match. I got this $1,000. You done made millions. I'm trying to be like you, sis. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be like you when I turn 21. You know, I want to be able to, you know, uh, buy grandparents a home. I want to be, you know what, since you helped me out, I want to buy you a home. Right? So I got this $1,000. The company said they'll match me on a 401k. Or I can come over here and flip this money with you. What, what are you going to tell your little brother? Oh, this is so hard. Um, That's the easy question. No, no, it's hard because... (laughs) That is easy, Kelly. The only reason I say it's hard is because I have actually, like, sat down and taught him how to trade and how to see what I see, right? So for him, it's like, I wouldn't be upset if he put it into trading, but with the company matching for your 401k, I'd be like, just let them, like, if they're giving you free money, just put it in there. Now, for the average human being who doesn't have someone who's really, really good at trading by their side, I'd say, don't even look at trading. Because, honestly, like I say, trading, you're going to pay the market. Even if you get lucky. Because, okay, so I told you I turned $26 into $26,000. Right, right. What I didn't tell you is after I made $26,000, I blew it all back. Ooh. To like ten. See, people don't talk about this. They don't. Yeah. They don't say that side of things. Like, hey, I lost money. I learned money. Oh, I gained what? money. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and and that's why I followed you for a while because I started seeing like, yo, you 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 keep it real. It's like, hey, yeah, I've made a lot, but I've also lost a lot. And yeah. And I appreciate that side of things. Day trading is something I would never do and never consider. It was never. It would never be something that I would teach on my platform to do. Yeah. But at the same time, the reason why I allow people to come on because I teach people don't do debt. People who do debt bring me on their shows, yeah. right? And, and I'm able to speak my truth and speak my wisdom because at the end of the day, I do believe we all want to see people win. 
And we all have different ways of doing that. And so I can respect someone who's saying, you know what? Hey, here's the truth. And here's what I would also say is like, if you're going to do um, whatever, you got to find someone who's at least good at doing it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it by yourself. So if you are going to day trade, get with someone like you. Get with someone like Terry Egioma, who is teaching this stuff, right? But don't come to me because I'm not going to teach it because <laughs> I don't I don't like it. I don't think it's, it's a wise decision. For the average people who follow me, I don't think it's wise because they're drowning in debt and they're trying to get above water. So if you're drowning in debt and you're about to go day trade for $1,000, that's not a wise move. Yeah. Now, if you are out of debt, fully funded emergency fund, got all your stuff invested, and you say, you know, I got an extra five grand. Yo, Kelly, can I get in your group? I'm all for that. Because at the end of the day, here's my thing. And some people may not like it when I say this, right? Because I even want to talk to something else, too. I learned something about you. I, I learned that you're Nigerian. I want to talk about that, too. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, you're Nigerian and, and you did something? I know Nigerians don't roll like this. Uh, but here's my thing, right? And here's what I'm all about. And I think sometimes people with platforms like myself, we tend to use our voices to condemn people because we think our world is the best world. Mm -hmm. Here's the truth. Here's why my mission is to help people get out of debt and build wealth. It's so that you can have freedom and options to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So if you get out of debt and you have a fully funded emergency fund and you're investing and you say, you know what? I have the foundation laid. Kelly, I want to play around. I want to learn this and I come over to Kelly and learn this thing, that's your option to do what you want to do because you have the freedom to do it. So it's like, no matter what you do, you making millions. You can go play around with, with that income because you've earned it. You, you, you've worked hard for it. But I think sometimes people in your chair who are making it, which I respect about you, um, and I can't say this about everyone, you, um, some other people, I won't say anyone's other's name because I don't want to put my name on, on somebody else, but it's like, I think sometimes people just take people's money knowing that they should not even be doing it. Yeah. And that bothers me, you know? And so I I, I, I love that about, about day trading. And I respect you a whole lot more because you said, I guarantee you can lose some money. But my brother will probably lose some money, but because I've taught him everything I've learned over the last three years, your brother can probably make some money, some good money. But you're like, yo, invest it over here. And then, hey, bro, let's come over here and play around. I love that. You're a Nigerian. Mm -hmm. Is your family, is your, your family's from Nigeria? Absolutely, yeah. We're... What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Ayo. And I got to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, and that's representation. You see, growing up, seeing black voices in media was like finding gold in a mine. It showed me what was possible. People like Oprah, Steve Harvey, and even Malcolm X, they paved the way for folks like me to step into the spotlight. And now there's a new wave of black voices making extreme waves, and they're doing it on NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths. This collection is a celebration of blackness like none other. Each episode is like a journey through our shared experiences. Joy, resilience, empowerment, it's all there. From Bobby to Michelle Obama, they're covering it all. And let me tell you, Listening to these episodes, it's like sitting down with your fam and having a real talk about what it means to be black today. NPR is not holding back with this show. They're bringing you stories that matter, uh, stories that reflect the full spectrum of black life. It's like they say, stories should never be about us without us. So do yourself a favor and tune in to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR.
It's not just a podcast. I'm going to be real with you. It's a movement. Listen now, wherever you get your podcast, and let's keep celebrating our stories and our truths. All right, let's get back to my show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're, my entire family was born in Nigeria. I was the first one born in America. You were the first one? I was the first one born in America, yeah. Are you serious? So one thing I know about Nigerians is they are very big on education and family. Yeah, huge. I mean, it is like, it is like, like almost like if you don't go to college, we have a huge problem in the family. <laughs> if you are not tight with the family, we have a huge problem with the family. And recently, you bought your parents a home. Mm -hmm. You bought your daddy a Lamborghini truck. Yeah. And you went to college. I did. Went. <laughs> 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 and you dropped out. Yeah. Where did you go? What, what school did you start at? Uh, Texas Tech University. Why did you drop out? God Honestly. told me to. You heard God say that? Or did you hear like a like a nudge? I don't think I've ever told this It's going to be hard, Kelly. Okay. So at this point, right, uh -huh. I had just started making $100,000 a month from the business. Okay. And um, I remember this was like right when the semester started. So that's, I'm in my second year. Um, so I'm a sophomore at this point. But um, then the business, right, the business is doing really well. And then I am having to spend, like, four or five hours on homework. Uh -huh. Because, like, the homework, it would, it would be weird to say 50 questions, but you answer, like, three, uh -huh. and they'll say you've only done one. Uh -huh. And it was like, okay, so I'm not really doing 50 questions, doing, like, 100-something. Uh -huh. um, and so I got to the point where I was very, very frustrated because I was like, I can't focus fully on what I want to focus on uh -huh. because I have to focus on school and these equations. And I remember it was where I had I was thinking in my head, I said either the business is gonna take a hit, but mm -hmm. this is real people, mm -hmm. or school is gonna take a hit, but these are just questions on paper. Mm. But I didn't wanna really look at it that way of like, oh, it's just questions on paper, because at the end of the day, it's gonna add up to a job somewhere. Right. Um, and so I remember I'd been praying about it, like just constantly praying. I was like, God, you know, can you please tell me what you want me to do? Because you're the one that gave me this business, and I don't believe you gave me this business just for me to let it go, but mm. at the same time, you put me in school. So, you know, whatever it is, just telling, I was just praying and praying and praying, and then all of a sudden I just heard in my head, and I, like, I can't even tell you how I heard it, I just heard 1 Timothy 4. Mm. And I was like, 1 Timothy, what? Mm. And so um, I'd never read 1 Timothy in my life. You know, my favorite chapter, or books of the Bible are like Matthew, 1 Corinthians, Proverbs, love Proverbs, mm -hmm. but, um, I never read First Timothy, and so I went, and I'm reading First Timothy, and so if we take it real, real quick, we go all the way back to 2019. Mm -hmm. um, this is a whole other crazy story. The story gets crazy, but I'll keep it short for this, just to tell the story of dropping out. So basically, I had two cousins that died within the same week, okay. um, and they were both teens, early 20s, okay. 21 and 19, and um, it, it destroyed me. And then when they left, my best friend ghosted me. So I was basically, basically like dealing with three deaths in you know the, the same period. Mm -hmm. 
And so it led to me getting into a really deep depression. Okay. From the depression, um, you know, I just got really into it. And that's why I'm so, you know, sensitive to people who say they deal with depression because when you're depressed, it's like there's nothing. You've clouded your mind to believe there's nothing that can get you out of that. Yes. There's no, you can say, oh, your family loves you. But in your head, you're like, well, if they love me, they'd know that I was feeling this way and they'd stop it, you know, so. Right. But, um, yeah, so I was like, I was so depressed that one day I remember I wrote a suicide note. I put it on my bed mm -hmm. and then I went out to church and I was like, well, if I go to church and I'm not and nobody calls me, that must mean that they don't want me here, which, you know, thinking now it's very selfish, you right, know, because right. everyone has their own lives. Right. Um, but I went to church, came back. Nobody had called me. And so on the way I was like, OK, well, this is it. Um, and so essentially I started planning the day that I would leave Earth. Yeah. When that same week or if it wasn't that same week, it was the next week. My dad randomly called me and he was like, my pastor said he had a dream about you. And I was like, I'd never met his pastor before. And I was like, why me of all people? Um, but anywho, he was like, he wants to meet you. And so I went to go meet his pastor. Within meeting his pastor, um, he tells me, oh, well, God showed me a dream yesterday. And it was of you doing this, 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 and this. And I'm very sensitive about just like prophecy in general. So I don't you know, speak on that until God has instructed me to. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, he tells me basically everything that's happening in my life today, mm -hmm. like right now, which is how I know, like, I was like, wow, it really came to pass. But he tells me that, and I'm like, I'm depressed. How do you expect me to do this? This is like, but anywho, come back to 2021. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm here like, God, you gave me this business. You told me this would happen, you know, et cetera, et cetera. First Timothy 4 comes. So I'm reading 1 Timothy 4. I'm like, this is really weird. I'm just reading it. And it says, you know, it was a message to Timothy because Timothy had gotten a prophecy. And it said, Timothy, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. And then it said, um, but put your, or, but remember the prophecy given to you by the elders of the church that laid their hands on you uh -huh. and do not neglect these matters, but put your all into them. Uh -huh. And I remember I was just there like, how do I tell my parents God just told me to drop out? Mm. because it's like he mentions don't let anyone look down on you because you're young mm -hmm. and I'm 19 years old mm -hmm. he talks about the prophecy mm -hmm. which was given to me by the elder of the church which is the pastor of the church so it wasn't like oh do not neglect the prophecy it was, it was like literally given to you by the elders of the church that laid their hands over you mm -hmm. and then he says but put your all into these matters and then essentially goes on to say that you were spreading the, the good word to people like spreading the word of God and I was just like God wants me to focus on this business that he gave me to continue to impact people, which is why I'm so big on letting people, like, if you look at every single one of my Instagram posts, I put hashtag God's child, hashtag God's plan, hashtag, like, every single one. Um, and so from there, I was like, I called my parents and I told them, and they were like, no. Mm. And I was like, no, but you don't, like, I'm telling, there's no way that I've never read First Timothy for in my life. And, and I went back to, you know, do, like, my Bible research. And I was like, okay, what was Timothy's prophecy? Nobody knows. Because mm -hmm. I was like, maybe it'll help me understand a little bit more about my life mm -hmm. if we had similar prophecies. But it's like, no, he didn't. There was no nobody knows what his prophecy was. Yeah. It was just don't neglect the prophecy. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, nobody knows Timothy's like my parents know mine because they were there, but they were the only people on this planet. Yeah. yeah. They know what my prophecy was. Um, and but still they were like, no, like uh, that doesn't make sense, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I, they said, what if you just go half time? Like instead of being a full time student, you go part time. Yeah. And so I withdrew some classes and went part time. Okay. 
but at this point, I was paying for my own education. Like, I was the one paying for my college. Right. It wasn't them. Um, and so I was, I really wanted to drop out at that point to at least get, I think I got like $5,000 back if yeah. I dropped out. Um, but, you know, I just kept trying to see it through. But it eventually got to the point where I looked at my GPA and if I finished the semester, my GPA would be less than a 1.0. Wow. And then I look at my classification and I'm being classified as a freshman, but I'm a sophomore. Yeah. And my biggest thing is I really wanted to be the person that was like, oh, graduated a multimillionaire, you can do it too. Mm -hmm. But I was like, realistically, this isn't gonna make sense for me. Um, and so from there, I, I remember it was like, right before finals were starting, I realized I didn't know anything. And I called my dad, and I, and he was like, hey, Kelly, what's up? I'm in a meeting. And I said, um, I'm about to drop out of school, and I just want to talk to you. And he was like, give me a second. I'm in a meeting. I'm going to call you back. And so he hangs up. And then I remember I was like, all he's going to do, I love my father very much, mm -hmm. but I remember just thinking in my head, all he's going to do is talk me out of this, this decision that I know God already gave me. And so I just withdrew. You just withdrew. And then he called, before talking to him, he called me back. And he was very upset. I mean, yeah. incredible. And I don't blame him. Right. I, you know? I, yeah. And so I was just, but to me, I was like, I know what God told me. I know what he showed me. I know what I read. And I know what he's given me. Right. So I'm going to take the risk mm -hmm. on going full into these, knowing that God has my back. So it's not even really a risk. Yeah. And then another like point that I try to bring up to them is there were a lot of people who went viral on Vine back in, what, 2014? And then Vine ended. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to be in this position where I'm making 10 times more money than the average, you know, U.S. doctor or physician or, you know, whoever you would label as very successful job-wise. I don't want to let go of this position, potentially not be able to impact the amount of people I'm, I'm impacting. And basically, like, just let go. Like, I don't want it to somehow down the line fall, because TikTok at some point is gonna fall off Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, I would rather get to the point where I can take care of you guys, I can take care of my family, and I can know that I helped millions of people do take care of theirs, mm -hmm. than to not take that chance. And so I did it, um, and the next week I was a millionaire, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Here's why people don't hear from guys, because they don't read the word. Mm -hmm. So it was like, when you heard that scripture, you read the word, the word aligned with your life, and I think that is that is a key tool to hearing God speak into your life. I agree, yeah. And here's the truth. And some parents may get upset with me saying this because I'm going to be that parent one day. God doesn't always give your parents the vision for your life. Mm -hmm. He will give you the vision for your life. And I think as you... As you Hear the vision for your life. Mm -hmm. You know, two, two, yeah, it's going on two years now, uh, a little over two years. Um, I made a huge transition in my life. Before making that transition, I didn't talk to my parents. Whoa. Because I knew that my parents operate off of a different, different level of faith than I do. Yeah. You know, my parents never were business owners and successful at it. My parents never made a million dollars. Um, you know, and so what I did is I went to, and this is so good. Hope y'all are listening to this. Um, <laughs> your parents' job is to parent you. But there are things above their head that they cannot give you wisdom on. Yeah. And so what I've learned to do is my parents there to parent, to comfort, to guide. But some things that God has given me 
is above their wisdom. So I got to go to someone who actually has wisdom in that space and get wisdom from them to make a decision based upon that. I have to make that decision. And then my parents comfort guide me along that decision. Yeah. And when I stepped out on my own, my parents were like, are you sure? Because think about it. They've never, they've always worked jobs. They, my dad retired from the military. He, he, my mom is in the school system and I love all of y'all mom. I know y'all be listening. I ain't knocking y'all, but what I'm just, what I am saying, me and my sister was talking about this. My sister is married, uh, to, I believe the, the strongest black father, influencer in the world belief henry um uh they own a company called belief in fatherhood over wow. a million subscribers all over the world i mean on oprah on all this type of stuff me and my sister was talking because something came up in our family and when i heard her she was frustrated i said well yvette you're frustrated because our family has never been in our shoes before so they can't understand 19 making a million dollars, why in the world would you want to stay in school, pay for school when you're doing this? Now, I'm not knocking education. I wrote the book called Debt-Free Degree. <laughs> but what I am knocking is, is the only way to get education is go to a four-year university. That's not the only way to get education. You I know, agree, yeah. there's so many different ways to get education. One of the things that within the, I would say, minority culture and community. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, and I want to talk about the generational wealth, oftentimes within our, as soon as we get money, we give it back up. Yeah. We don't really position ourselves to pass it down. And one of the things for me is I'm very big on, on, on making my own table. And I want to make my table so that this table that I make is passed down first, then I want to go back up. So I haven't paid off any of my parents' stuff, right? Uh, because I'm positioning myself to make sure that I can take care of my children's children. But I am going to take care of my parents, mm -hmm. very much so. And I love what you've done, right? Because you've, you've came into this wealth. And what made you be like, all right, mom, dad, here's your home. All right, pops, here's your, here's your car, right? Yeah. What made you at 20 years old be like, mom, dad, here? I think my dream has always been to be the person that helps other people. That's good. Um, and I remember, uh, what was, what was, oh, so I have a saying, right? Mm -hmm. When you value your family's happiness over yourself, that's the true key to generational wealth. And so, um, and I, even in, in the video where I buy the Lambo, I think I said it like three times. I was watching and I was like, Kelly, why'd you say that so much? But <laughs> um, yeah, so. My parents for the past 17 years had been living in a two-story, you know, it was a, a nice house, it was small. We came, we were going from apartment to apartment to apartment to apartment. And then eventually my mom's cousin allowed us to rent this, you know, two-story home. And I remember when we first got it, it was the biggest house I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in kindergarten and, and all that. But, um, you know, over time we outgrew it mm -hmm. and we also still had not bought it. Mm -hmm. Until like 2020, my dad got a really nice contract that allowed him to finally purchase the house. But still, we rented that house from, what, 2004 all the way up until, well, not maybe like 2006. I remember my brother was born in 2006, and we had him in the house. So it was like maybe 2005 up until 2020. Mm. And then on top of that, once I, had, I would go from school to home to school to home to school to home. Mm -hmm. And when I would come home, my, both my sisters graduated, so they had, it was a four-bedroom house. They had a room. 
their own rooms. My brother had his own room because he's a boy. And then my parents had a room. So I was literally living in the living room. Wow. Yeah. So I was a, a millionaire. You know, everyone on the internet's like, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Kelly's living in the living room on like a tiny bunk bed. Uh. My closet, like I'm living out of suitcases. I have shoes everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I wanted to move out, but then I'm looking at apartments and they're like three, $4,000 a month. And then I go on Zillow and it says the mortgage on a like 700 to a million dollar house is three, $4,000 a month. And I was like, well, why not just put up the money, know that I'm putting it in equity mm. and then pay that rent. And mm. then in that case, I'm blessing my family. I'm getting them out the position they're in, Yeah, you know? And, and so, um, you know, it was, it was a nice house. It was really tiny though. It was like 2000 square feet. Yeah. And so I remember um, I was just like, you know, and I, I just went to them and I wish I would have like recorded the moment. Right. But for me, I wasn't even thinking like, oh, you know, this is going to be good footage or like to look back on. I just went to them and I was like, so my lease is about to get like end in at college. Mm -hmm. But um, I wanted to get an apartment. But I was like, you know what, rather than get an apartment, I just want to buy you guys a house. Mm. And they just kind of stared at me like, mm. like it wasn't even like, oh my, like excitement. I think they were very confused. Like, yeah. cause I don't, I don't like, I'm not really big on this is exactly how much money I make. So like, they're just silent. And then I just kept going. I was like, well, I'm looking at houses and this one, you know, if I pay 3,000, 4,000 a month, we can get a house that's like 700,000 up to a million. Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of staring at me. And I was like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't know, like y'all aren't giving me anything. Um, and then my dad was like, okay, um, well, we're gonna talk about it and we'll let you know. And I think to them, they were just very confused, mm. you know. Um, but then throughout the process, like as time came on, I think they realized like, oh, this is serious. I think it was when we first went to go look at developers because we were gonna build it first. Okay. But then the developer was shady, so then we decided to. You know, yeah, and so I think when we were really looking, that's when it really like started to dawn over them. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I officially sent the wire, I sent it to my like I sent the receipt to my dad, and he just called me and he was like, "Why do you have me crying at the mechanic right now? I'm a man, <laughs> you know." Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and, and it, it, the whole thing it, it's still very surreal. And uh, one thing I'm trying to value more is living in the life I have today while still working towards the future because, you know, to say all those things, it's only when other people are like, bro, you did that? Yeah. That I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But sometimes you're just so focused on the future, you forget what today is and you forget how important those moments are that, you know, I am able to do stuff like that. And, yeah. and just, like, the whole process of it that I'm just... You know, but even then, I'm still a very frugal person. Like, I don't spend money. I save a lot. Like, I have one year in my savings account. I have a part in the money, high-yielded money market account. Uh, but then after that, any more money, I actually just dump it into investments. Um, and, you know, because it's like, for me, I want... I want access to where if life happens, I have I can live for at least a year. Yeah. And I don't have any penalties to withdraw. But at the same time, I want my money working for me. So by the time I turn 45, I would like to where my lifestyle is being lived off of the interest of my investment. So not my not my primary income that I invest, yeah. but I'm living off of the interest. That's and it. it's so funny, it's like my money and my high-yielded money market account. Um, you know, if I, I could spend that and that could buy my groceries every month and then some, which is huge. Right. But I don't touch it 
because I just I just like to see that compounding, yeah. compounding. Like I mean, I'm tell you right now, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, compounding to me is sexy. That's that's like seeing my wife butt naked. I see that money, girl. I'm like, my God, yes, Lord, ah, grow, girl, oh, my God, that's good growth right there, you know? <laughs> bro. You know what I'm saying? I get excited about seeing my money work for me. And that's one thing that I really, 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 really want people to really to understand. On, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like one of my good friends, and we're way over our time, but one of our good friends, uh, one of my good friends says something, and we hear this oftentimes. It was like, ma'am, I was in this room, a bunch of wealthy people, and I'm always, when I'm in these rooms, I listen more than I talk. Me and you both, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm literally like a high, like a high school kid in this room. I'm just like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just, I'm just listening. Watch. And I heard them say this, and it was like, man, they said middle class people. And I ain't gonna lie to you, it was, it was a bunch of blacks and white people in there. And I won't say who said this, but they say, you know, the problem with middle class people and some minorities. I was like, what's up? Watch what you about to say, though. But what's up? <laughs> they said the problem is. Middle class people and middle class and minorities know how to work hard in exchange for money. What they don't know how to do is how to exchange their time, no, money for more time. Yeah. We exchange time for more money. He's like, but wealthy people have identified. I'm going to exchange my money for more time. The more time I have, the more creative I can be to make more income. And so I'm like, oh, shoot. And when he said that, I was like, I'm guilty of that. I know how to get up and go bust my rear end, go get $500, come back home and pay bills. I know how to work Monday through Friday, go through labor, work my butt off and give somebody else the fruit of my labor. Yeah. But I didn't know how to really maximize my time so that way I can get more more income to come in so I can buy back more of my time to grow more of my business. So now, like... I hire people. I employ people so I can get more of my time back. And I told this to my team in our on our um, team meeting this morning. I was like, hey, y'all, I need y'all. I'm paying y'all to want to do your job and to bring more creative ideas to the table that can make us more money. I'm not paying you just to show up, do your work, and go home. Yeah. You know, I need creativity because if I'm the only one coming to creativity, that's cool. I'm going to do that because it's my business. But if y'all ain't bringing something, then you're not really an asset. You're just you're, now you're just exchanging your time for money. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So I give pay raises. You know they get commissions. So the more ideas you bring, the more money you are gonna make. Yeah. You know? So it's like, man, I, I think that when I see compound interest, that's what I like. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's buying me back more time. And one of my good friends, she just put uh, about ten million dollars into an account. So if the stock market does well, 10%, probably on your end, you're like, oh, that's nothing. I got to do that. You know what I'm saying? By myself for the day. But for us common people who just do the basic stuff, you know, it's like you got $10 million, you're getting like an in between the 8 to 10% return on that. That's a life, that's a real nice um, return in the year. You can live off of the compound by itself. Easily. And pass that, the money down to the kids. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. So... Y'all, we're over time. And this is Kelly on the show. She's at the table today, you guys. And I really want to bring her in to share a little bit about her story. Um, I love I love how she's all about family. I love how she's all, all about education. Um, and we're going to drop her information in, in today's show notes for social media channels. Go check her out. Go learn more about her. Um, solid young lady. I love what she's doing uh, with, with her brand. Uh, you know, I told her up front, I was like, hey, now, you know, I don't like day trading. And she's like, I know. You know, I don't like credit. 
idol. And so I appreciate her for coming on the table and, uh, you know, standing true on what she does and what she what she believes in. Um, because, I mean, I, I got to stay true in what I believe in. So uh, we love you all. Thank you so much for watching out the show. We'll drop her information in show notes. Go check her out. Go follow her. Go learn more about what she's doing over there in the beautiful city of Dallas, Texas. And uh, we'll see you in the next show. Peace out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.